The Commentary Booth is a show for media lovers by media lovers just like you. If you want to support the show, go to pariomagazine.com.au. Welcome to the Commentary Booth, where we watch, and you guessed it, commentate on the week that was in movies and TV. I'm your host and play-by-play commentator, Jamie Apps, and each week I'm joined by a rotating cast of colour commentators to help you find your next viewing treat. This week, I'm joined by an impact fee technician who lists their favourite movie as A Nightmare on Elm Street and favourite TV show as Golden Girls. Welcome to the show, Karina Maybe. Hello. Living up to the Nightmare on Elm Street favorite there with that shirt yeah yeah i ironically i just pulled it out of my laundry basket and i go oh all right cool i kind of forgot that was part of my uh introduction mm-hmm. <laughs> and a uh, new job title there in the, the intro exciting time yes i cannot wait i start my new job on the 12th so goodbye air conditioning hello government work oh well nice and stable government's never going away yeah, I know, and uh, apparently a lot of people are going to start hating me because that's a thing where, unless you work for the government, everybody hates you. <laughs> yeah, true, because you're generally the person being like, no, you got to fix this. You've got to do this. Exactly, yeah, and I'm going to have people like owing me money and stuff. <laughs> you have to pay all of these extra fees that you didn't account for. Oh, well. Oh, <laughs> oh you want to build your house? Cool, pay up, please. <laughs> Can't even clear your land. So, yeah, on to... The topic this week, prepare to laugh. I know you're going to laugh at me for this. Oh boy. I worked on this one for a while. Oh boy. So this week, we're creepy and we're kooky, mysterious and spooky, we're all together ooky, and we're reviewing Wednesday on Netflix. I'm so proud of you. I'm thoroughly impressed that you came up with that all on your own. Eh, I thought it was a good idea. I'm an idiot, but I know. I, I loved it. I would have given that like a 10 out of 10. You should have done the the whole entire uh, theme for the show. I forgot to do that. Yeah, what the heck? Damn it. That's the most important part. I failed it. You were so close. <laughs> oh, so in terms of Wednesday, the TV show on Netflix now, top level, what did you think before we get into exploring it a bit more? Well, I finished it in one day, <laughs> if that counts for anything. I think that's a sign. Yep, uh, that's how I spent my Thanksgiving, uh, was... Waking up, watching two episodes in my room, and then going into the living room and watching the rest while we cooked. <laughs> That's not a bad way to spend the day, I guess. Kind of spent it with family, I guess. I mean, yeah, my mom's been binge-watching her stuff, so I was like, all right, well, I'm taking over the TV, so give me eight hours. Did everybody else enjoy it as much as you did? My mom really, really loved it, and Chloe is always very um, negative when it comes to anything that she doesn't find first, so... It took her a while to warm up to it, but when she started watching it, she really grew fond of it. She's always liked The Addams Family anyway, so I knew she was going to like it if she just sat her butt down and started watching it. Yep. So basically the show, American Coming of Age, supernatural comedy horror television series based on Wednesday Addams from The Addams Family. It's now on Netflix and it follows Wednesday in her years as a student at Nevermore Academy where she's attempting to 
master her emerging psychic abilities whilst solving this strange monster mystery at the school for supernatural outcasts. So like everybody is kind of a little bit weird and has some sort of monster ability. Yeah, I liked how um, how they included like a bunch of different types of, uh, you know, supernatural kind of beings and that, and not just one or two types. And I thought all of the like the slight variations on what you would normally expect from those characters was really cool as well. Like we had the the sirens, which were basically a form of a mermaid, werewolves, uh, Medusa Gorgon character that like stones himself. The stoners. The stoners. That's what they called them was the stoners, and I loved it. It made me it made me giggle so hard when I heard that. I go, wait a second, what? And I felt like, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I felt like I was watching the introduction to 10 Things I Hate About You when they're going through the high school in the different groups. Or like Mean Girls, like the sirens made me think of Mean Girls. Yeah, 100%. So yeah, the show created by Alfred Goff and Miles Miller with four of the eight episodes directed by Tim Burton who also acted as an executive producer. The biggest sort of person in this show is Jenna Ortega in the lead role as Wednesday Adams. What did you think of her portrayal of Wednesday? And she also does Goody Adams as well later in the series. Um, I loved her portrayal of Wednesday. I think it was great to see a fresh face. Um, I was kind of worried because I've always loved, I loved the movies growing up and I thought Christina Ritchie was born for that role. But um, after watching Jenna Ortega's version of it, it, she was spot on. She was a perfect kind of replacement for that. Yeah, I thought she did fantastic. I did find it funny that she did a show stuck in the middle. Never heard of it. As a young kid where she was the middle child of seven. I saw a clip overnight where in that show, she says like a line where when you're the middle child out of seven, if my life was a weekday, I'd be Wednesday. Oh, that's funny. And then now she's actually Wednesday. I was like, wow. I think the only thing I know her from is um, she was in the latest Scream movie. Yep. I believe. She played the, the sister, the younger sister in Scream. And like playing off the whole Wednesday name as well. She was also announced to be playing this role on May 19th, 2021, which was a Wednesday. And the show came out on a Wednesday. They were smart. And we're reviewing this. We're reviewing this on my Wednesday. <laughs> well, it'll go out on Wednesday. Oh, see, even better. See, yeah, we're we're just like all tied in. It's great. <laughs> it's pretty funny how they've done that. Yeah, no, that's hilarious. I love it. In her portrayal as well, little interesting tidbit that she's revealed afterwards. If you pay close attention to every time she's on screen, she never blinks once. I read that somewhere, and I I want to go back now and like rewatch parts of it. Just to see, because that's incredible. If she was able to pull that off, like, wow. <laughs> yeah, like, the only time she's on screen and you see her eyes closed is when, like, she passes out or, like, she gets hit or something and then she blinks in those moments. But when she's just, like, staring straight at the screen talking to someone, no blinking. And apparently that was after they tried it out for one take. Uh, Tim Burton loved it so much and they're like, right, that's what we're doing now. And... I can't imagine that was an easy thing to do. She uh, saw in an interview, she basically said like, I had to learn to like focus. And every time someone else had a line, that was when I could blink because they would cut to that person. That's crazy. And like, because they filmed in Romania in the middle of winter as well, 
it was also hard because she was like, it was, it was stinging bad because it was cold, windy, and I'm sitting there like this. Yeah, no, thank you. No. I also read that she taught herself how to play the cello for this role. Yep. Um, which was a really interesting kind of thing to see, how dedicated she was to learning certain parts so, you know, she could really fulfill that. Yeah, she, uh, she went in on making sure she was perfect for this role because she learned to play the cello. She also took fencing, archery, canoeing, German, and boxing lessons. Yeah, that's incredible. Like, and especially for someone her age, because she's not, it's not like she's a well-seasoned actor or anything like that. She's still a pretty breakthrough. For, like, at least I consider her to be pretty breakthrough at this point. Yeah, like I guess she has been acting since she was a kid, but yeah, she's not like a 30-year veteran that right. is like, I know that I have to commit hardcore into these roles, but I think she obviously realized that this could potentially be like a gigantic show for her moving forward. So mm -hmm. let's commit, make sure it's good and lives up to people's expectations because The Addams Family is a such a beloved series. Yeah, I think, I really hope for her, it does what I feel it did for Christina Ritchie, where it kind of put her on the map as well, because then after that, she started going into bigger films like Casper and, you know, Sleepy Hollow and stuff. So I hope that for Jenna Otega, like, this leads to bigger, bigger things for her, because I think she's super talented, especially if she was that committed to just this one role. Mm -hmm. I'm sure it will, because later we'll talk about some of the viewership stats, but it, it's gone mental with how well and how popular this has been. Yeah, I've, I've heard. I'm excited. Like, I hope that there's more seasons. That's how much I liked the show. I really hope that there are more seasons of it. I know the producers have said they're looking to, like, begin writing and working on a second season so that they seem interested and keen to do it. So I can't imagine we won't get it given how popular it has been. I'm excited. I'm all on board. <laughs> and so we talked about her being, Jenna Ortega being like super invested in this. Did you realize, you know, the dance scene where they go to the, like the winter dance and she does the ball thing. Yeah, yeah. She does her crazy, crazy dance sequence. She choreographed all of that by herself and it was inspired by a random video she watched of goth kids dancing in an 80s nightclub. I love it. It reminded me of a different dance sequences that the original like black and white Adam's Family show had because Wednesday used to do some really wonky dances in that show. And so it just, it was perfect. It, it set up perfectly for me. Yeah, I thought it was like, it was hilarious because she just looked so ridiculous. She goes from this like really stiff, like essentially boring shy quiet character so she gets to this dance of like winter ball and is like you know what i'm gonna let loose in this one moment and just goes nuts and like everybody around her is just standing there looking like is this the same person what's going yeah. on here i was really hoping you were gonna try and like mimic her her dance moves so that's that's jen ortega i thought she was fantastic uh, some of the other cast members Catherine zeta jones playing morticia what did you think of her portrayal again i thought she was awesome she was awesome. It's kind of, it was hard for me to accept her because Angelica Houston nailed Morticia for me growing up. But she also, uh, the parents didn't play a big role in this show. So the little bit that I did get to see of them, I think she did great with. I think she's perfect. And she also, I found out she's the oldest person to portray Morticia on film. Yeah, in live action. So I. Yeah, which is incredible. From what I could gather, there's been people that have done it. Yes, that are older for like animated series, mm -hmm. but for a live action one, she's the oldest at 53 years old. 
Yeah, which was awesome, and she she was great. I think that they had really good chemistry. They it kind of touched on that um, kind of thing that moms run into with their teenage daughters, where there's just um, that brick wall where there's no communication, or they don't want to be open with each other because they just they realize that they're different and kind of growing up a little bit. Mm-hmm. I did like that they sort of with this show they they pivoted and they didn't. It, it really is all about Wednesday. It's not the Adams family as a whole, like the rest of the Adams family pretty much are sidelined apart from Uncle Fester. He has a pretty big role towards the end, but, and Thing has a big role as well, but everybody else is kind of, they pop in for little cameo bursts here and there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I found, I have a fun fact that I don't know if you'll actually know. I found it out today that as dumb as this is, Morticia's lipstick that she has is a very specific lipstick that has been discontinued and everybody is on a war path to try and find something for it because they don't make it anymore. And it's like a new trend ever since this show came out. Everybody wants that one red lipstick and does not make, it doesn't make it anymore. Huh. Interesting. I wonder why they stopped making it. Yeah. I assume that they're going to, they're going to license it out and remake it and try and make it the Morticia line. I think it was by Tom Ford, and I think the color just got discontinued. But there's like little little dupes out there for it. But yeah, it's it was all a thing I saw it on TikTok of all places. And knowing me, it's that's where I get all my information now from. Thanks to you. <laughs> I feel like they'd be pretty silly if they didn't sort of try and capitalize on that now that they can bring it back. I'm like, here's the Morticia red or whatever they want to call it. Yeah, they could just relabel it or or something like that and call it a day. Like it'd be great. Other characters, Louise Guzman as Gomez Adams, Wednesday's dad. Again, the oldest actor to portray this character at 66 years old. What did you think of him? He was all right. Um, He's probably my least favorite character. I don't know much, like I've seen him in a lot of movies and shows, but I didn't particularly care for him as Gomez. Although I understand why they did it because it does portray closer to the the comics and like the cartoons. Um, So that was a good kind of way to to make it more realistic and true to the uh, footprint of it I guess (laughs) yeah I think that's what they were doing they were trying to stick more closely to the original source material of the the animated and the comics rather than okay here was this incredibly popular live action tv show let's just mimic that and bring it forward to the new age which I think would have put a lot of people off because they obviously couldn't get all those exact same people so I think this was a a good way to separate it and make it its own unique thing no yeah and i i loved it for that reason because it wasn't just a carbon copy of something that had already been done it was a really good original idea and a nice fresh take on it and lots of like easter eggs and little touchstones as well like the clicking that we mentioned when they go to the what's it called the not the midnight society that's a total different show <laughs> the nightshades there you go yeah i knew it was a flower of some sort so like they do the click to get into the, the secret lair. Um, the Nevermore Academy, isn't that the name of their house in the show, Nevermore? Yes, I think so. Something like that. I was like, I believe so. The one Easter egg that I thought they could have sort of used a bit more, especially in the, the theme for the show, is the actual theme from the Adams family. Like, it was there, but it was very subtle. It wasn't. I thought it could have been utilized a bit more throughout throughout the series, whether it was as background music for key moments or mm-hmm. in the actual theme for Wednesday. Yeah, that was um, interesting to see that they only really mentioned it, I think, like once they did it in passing. And that was about it. And 
I was happy that they put it in there, but at the same time, I was kind of disappointed it wasn't um, put out more. They did bring up the, the kooky part when someone is talking to, to Wednesday about how she's a, a bit strange or something, and she's like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm kooky or spooky. I think, yeah, I think I'd prefer spooky or something. Someone says she's kooky, mm-hmm. and she's like, no, I prefer spooky. Yeah, I think, yeah, that's right. Which was a nice little touchstone that is there if you, if you notice it, if you're not going to, if you don't sort of not a huge fan of the original, you might not pick that up. But I, I, I heard it and was like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, absolutely. There was a couple things like that. Um, she, she stays in Ophelia Hall, I believe is what it's called, the area that she's in, which is the name of Morticia's sister in the original series. So I thought that was a kind of fun little Easter egg on that. But I, I mean, I picked it up immediately just because I like the show so much. Okay. Well, that's, yeah, that's one I wouldn't have picked up. So well done. Mm, I win. A couple of other characters that stood out. Uh, George, I think it's Bersaia as Lurch. Very minor role. Like we really only see him chauffeuring around the parents and the family at the beginning and in the background of a few shots. But interesting fact, he's the shortest actor to ever portray Lurch and he's still six foot six. And that's short? <laughs> yeah, he was the shortest person to ever portray Lurch. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, that's pretty tall for me. That's over a f- taller than me, so it's a pretty tall man. Six foot six, and they still put lifts in his shoes to make him look taller. That's incredible. I can't believe they even had to put lifts in him. Like, that's mind-boggling to me. Yeah, crazy that he's like, he's the shortest person to ever portray that role. Like, I kind of want to go and look at everyone that's portrayed it to see what how tall they were. Yeah, because that's got to be a pretty high mark to hit at that point. Like getting this role and then being told, oh, you're still a little too short. We're going to make you taller. And you, you go, what are you talking about, man? Yeah, you're already almost a professional basketballer, but you're not tall enough. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like we mentioned, Thing has a pretty big role. And initially I thought this was a, a totally CG character. It's not. It's actually played by uh, Victor Dorabantu, who's a romanian magician and yeah he's he's actually played thing in the movies in 91 and 93 and now wednesday as well so i feel like he's he's proved himself and solidified that if you need a walking talking hand i'm your guy yeah we gotcha don't worry that's fun though i can't imagine you know having to stay like you know crouched down or something like that for whole scenes and just be okay with it and you're literally just a hand yeah all the all the um like behind the scenes photos from the set that I've seen. He's basically in this like blue body suit because when you're filming in dark scenes, blue screen is easier to key out than green screen because green needs it to be quite lit up. So he's got this blue body suit on this like prosthetically rubber silicone hand over his own hand. And he's just like laying on the ground doing this. Like That's crazy. Oh man, my wrist would hurt so bad from doing that. Yeah. And then they like, in post, like, cut out from his wrist up. Like, jeez. That's crazy. I feel like it, it probably would have just been easier to CG it, but I guess it, it does look much, much better when it is a physical presence on the set. Oh, yeah, and I think it's got to be fun for him because now he can look back and say, I've, I've been thing from the, from the get-go, like, on the movies and everything, so that's got to be really fun for him to have been invited back to do that because... Those were so long ago, you know, he probably didn't think that it would ever come back up again. And it was probably way easier for everyone else to act out those scenes, being able to see the hand, not just like, look over there. 
and talk to yeah or talk, like a floating head yeah talk to this tennis ball yeah that's that's cool but that's wild Gwendolyn Christie as Larissa Weems the principal of Nevermore so Gwendolyn yes. previously known as known for her role as Brienne of Tarth in Game of Thrones what did you think of her in this this show she was wonderful um I'm really glad that she's starting to get um into more roles um she was in the Sandman as Lucifer and then she did this and it was just wonderful to see like her transition from being this kind of um you know crazy um you know sword fighting woman to um doing something so serious as a, as a teacher like in a different role kind of um so it was really fun to see that she is getting more recognition and being casted more because i think she's great yeah i'm trying to think like she did game of thrones she was in one of the star wars sequel movies yeah she, wasn't she captain phasma but that was only a very small role as well. And then right, yeah. yeah, Sandman and now this. But since this has come out, she has publicly stated that this was the first time she's ever felt beautiful on screen, which is somewhat surprising, I guess. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's probably because in her previous roles, she's always been kind of more of a like butchy kind of character maybe yep. um, or just more like, you know, not as clean cut and things like that. So at this one, she really, she got to put on the heels and she got to put on like the really nice outfits and, you know, be girly kind of um, as the principal or headmistress, however you want to call it, of, of the school. But then like, she's still like somewhat sinister and sneaky in this role as well, which I thought was really well done where, like I said, this, the show's all about like a monster murder mystery and the entire season, I was questioning, like, oh, could it be this person? Is it this person? Is it this person? And right. every time you think, okay, I've got it nailed down, you're like, nope. Yeah, I remember telling you that because I finished it before you did, obviously, because I'm not a slacker. <laughs> but <laughs> I remember telling you, you're never going to guess who it is or you're going to keep, like, changing your mind on it. And I loved that it kept doing that because there's so many shows that, you know, eventually you just figure it out and there's no plot twist or anything and then this just, it did it perfectly and it was great. And it didn't just do it once either. Like it wasn't just like, we're going to make you think it's this person for 90% of the series and then flip it on its head and make it this other person. Like it was constantly like, it's Principal Weems. It's the doctor. It's the friend. It's the other friend. Oh wait, no, it's back to being mm -hmm. the doctor. It's not, it's the principal. Like it constantly had you second guessing, mm -hmm. oh, is it this person? Is it this person? Is it the mayor? Is it the sheriff? Is it this kid? Yeah, and then who it ended up being was someone that you didn't even really contemplate before. I was thinking she was a bit sus the entire time. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, my mom did too. She goes, no, nah, she's up to something. I know she's up to something. And I go, no, there's no way. There's, there's no way. That, I thought that was really well done. That It kept you interested the entire season. It wasn't just like, oh, after four episodes, I've worked out who this is. Why can't they? Like, can they just hurry up and work this yeah. out? Like, this is getting frustrating now but yeah I was constantly the entire time like oh is it this person is it this person nope nope mm-hmm I love it uh and then the other standout person returning to the Adams family universe Christina Ritchie as Marilyn Thornhill the botany teacher obviously she had previously been Wednesday herself in the 91 and 93 Adams family movies did you enjoy seeing her come back in a, a different role and still be involved in the, the subject? I did. Yeah, I really liked that they were able to get her back um, and that she agreed to go ahead and do it. 
Um, it was just, it was fantastic the way that they were able to work her character into the show. Um, and I feel like having her on set was a really um, good advantage for Jenna to kind of pick her brain on, you know, what, what would you do if you were playing Wednesday again? Or what would your mindset be uh, looking at this now kind of thing? Yeah, and like what, what influenced you to portray it in this way? And how can I bring that now into this character, which I thought was really, really cool. Yeah, and from what I've heard, um, everyone on set, and including Christina Ritchie, has given nothing but high praise to Jenna for really taking this on and, and making it her own. Yeah, she did fantastic. And I think it worked well in like the pre-marketing too, where they could have those two standing face-to-face, like staring at each other, being like, here's the two Wednesdays in different decades, mm-hmm. like passing the torch, essentially. Yeah, it was great. And it's it's funny to look at them side by side because you can see that they did a really great job of casting because they do have very similar facial features. So it was a it was a great choice. Speaking of like the way that Jenna portrayed it, what did you think of like the facial expressions that she uses throughout the series where she kind of looks slightly down and then just looks up and there's just like deadpan the entire time. I thought that was so cool. Like so fitting for that character. Yeah. It really was like, I feel like Wednesday Adams kind of set the bar for the RBF of the day and age. Like, she's just, that was the original, and now everybody just kind of tries to mimic that. But yeah, Jenna did that amazingly. I think she just got it perfectly down. She has, she has really, really intense eyes when she looks at certain camera angles, so it's perfect. That's all the main characters. A couple of the others that were crucial to the show were Hunter Dothan as Tyler Galpin. Wednesday's like kind of romantic interest. Percy Hines White as Xavier Thorpe, the student that can like make his art come to life. And like we see a moment where he brings a drawing of a spider to life, which I thought was really awesome. Emma Myers as her roommate, Enid Sinclair, who is this bright, colorful werewolf, but she can't transform fully. And then Joy Sunday Bianca, as Bianca Barclay, the the siren slash mean girl inspired character. Georgie Farm as Ajax Petropolis, who's the Gorgon who accidentally stones himself in the shower. And then Namoy J. Ozawa as Yoko Tanaka, who is a vampire. And I thought, oh, and can't forget Moose Mustafa as Eugene Ottinger, the beekeeper. Mm, he was so great. <laughs> I thought all the kids were really cool. Like they all had very distinct personalities, very distinct like abilities. And yeah, they all played well together. Yeah, they were fantastic on screen. They had great chemistry. Um, I love the color difference in Wednesday's room where she has the duct tape and she just goes straight down the middle and no color whatsoever and then all color. And I feel like both of them together are my personalities. (laughs) Yep. Like, depending on my day, I'm either really dreary or I'm really bright and colorful. So I loved that that aspect of everything. And they got along so well. Yeah, like it was one of those things where opposites actually attract and like do well together rather than clash. Mm-hmm. I loved the way that they kind of explained why Wednesday doesn't like color. Like whether it was true or not, they were like, oh, I'm allergic to colors. Yeah, I, I, that was hilarious. I love that. And then I love when... Um, you just said her name and I always forget her character's name, but her roommate, Enid, when she finally gets to wolf out, yeah, Enid, when she finally gets to wolf out, I like how her wolf 
status shows pink hair like she's got colorful hair as a wolf mm -hmm. just like she does in real life and it made me so happy to see that come through yeah i love that like early in the season all she can do is like pop her claws out and that's it yeah but then, it's hilarious as she develops she starts to get a little bit more involved ajax the gorgon who like goes to get out of the shower and the, the towel slips off the mirror. I thought that was such a funny moment where I was like, what is happening here? And mm -hmm. then when it happened, I was like, oh, that's good. I thought he was about to be killed. Yeah, same here. We, we both, my, my mom and I were watching it. She goes, oh my God, he's next. Oh no. And I go, no, don't do it. And then I saw what was happening and I go, oh, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. I feel like if that was an ability, you would, uh, you'd do something a little bit more solid to block mirrors. When you're like, I'll just, I'll just hang this towel on here and hope it stays up. Because if I accidentally, if it falls and I stick my head out and I'm there, then I'm done. Yeah, that was, uh, that was hilarious, actually. I loved that. Thankfully, it wasn't like a permanent transformation. That would have been bad. Oh, God, yeah. That's a, that was something really interesting that they did as well when they said that it was only a temporary kind of stone moment. Whereas, you know, it's always been portrayed that like once you get stoned by Medusa, like you can never come back. You're just a permanent statue kind of moment. So I liked that they kind of explain that and changed a little bit so when i was watching it i was taking down a few notes going through the first couple of episodes one thing that i thought was weird was the show opens with wednesday talking about underfunded schools and putting all these kids together obviously things are going to go wrong but then it, it goes into the school and it's the first her first murder where she uses the piranhas to attack these mm -hmm. boys that have been bullying her brother takes place in this gigantic indoor swimming pool at the school. I'm like, is this really an underfunded public school? Yeah, I don't know. Any public school that's got its own pool, at least not over here in my area, like, you got to go next door to, to the gym. Especially, yeah, not that big and like indoor. Like I was like, oh. Yeah, it was like an Olympic swimming pool inside. I'm like, where the hell do you have room to put that? Yeah, not an underfunded school at all. But then she goes to this even more crazy boarding school. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, underfunded in comparison to Nevermore, not underfunded in comparison to every other school in the world. Yeah, uh, when I find a school with an Olympic-sized gym pool, I should probably go back to school at that point. <laughs> and then I, I loved her quote as well, that she's not on social media because it is a soul-sucking void of meaningless affirmation. I was like, that's great. That's a good little quote. Yeah, if everybody or if all kids her age thought of that, then there'd be a lot less problems, probably. <laughs> I do like that she didn't have any any phone throughout the whole show, pretty much. And like they were like, oh, yeah, just text me. I, I, what? <laughs> well, even, yeah, her parents, like, they don't contact her through a phone. They contact her through a crystal ball. Which is fantastic. I mean, if I want to get contacted by my parents, I want it to be through a crystal ball, too. That sounds badass. <laughs> And then, yeah, like we mentioned, the, the little Easter eggs, the, the two clicks to get into the, the Nightshades Society, which is the same double snap that we get at the end of the, the theme song in the original show and movies. Uh, and then when Wednesday rings the service bell at the coffee shop, the weather vane, Tyler replies with, you rang, which is like mm -hmm. an echo back to the original from Lurch. I was like, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's really fun. I, I liked how they incorporated those little things. I liked the whole town setup where it just seemed like a normal town with like this one stain on it that nobody talks about, kind of. You're like, well, yeah, we don't want to mention that. They hate that Nevermore's there, but they also need Nevermore to be there because that's kind of like through their donations and their like 
community involvement. That's what's really keeping this town alive. So mm-hmm. they they hate it, but they also need it. So it's a double edged sword. It's a love hate relationship. Yeah, yeah. But it was it was interesting how they were able to kind of like you know just deal with it, I guess, and get along with it. Like everything was okay, but you still had some of those townspeople. They were like, "Ugh, you're a freak." Anyway. <laughs> Interesting little tidbit about the that town as well. Did it look familiar to you at all? Kinda. Do you know why it looked familiar? No. Why, where did I see it? The like main town square from Stars Hollow in Wednesday is the exact same town square as in Gilmore Girls. Okay, I'm not a girl, Gilmore Girls person, but I've seen like bits and pieces of it, so I guess that makes kind of sense. I I was looking at it, being like, why do I know this town? Like this looks so familiar, and I couldn't work out why. And then when I was reading up the behind the scenes of where it was filmed and all of this stuff, I was like, "That's why." Mm, comes out Gilmore Girls. Knew it. Have to have to get on that level, I guess. <laughs> Fun little fact that yeah, filmed in the exact same place as Gilmore Girls for the, the town sequences. Everything else was filmed in Romania between September of 2021 and March of this year. So. They actually knocked out the oh, like, wow. they wrapped up production really quick. process quite quickly. Yeah, that was a really fast turnaround because usually things are done and then they stick for like a year before they kind of get out and release. So that's impressive. Yeah, they so what they got this out in what six six months after they wrapped. Yeah, which I guess is probably easier with a, a TV series as well because if you like film it in sequence, I guess you could be editing those first few episodes while the next lot are still continuing in production. Yeah, that's that's a good point, actually. That's that's if they filmed it in sequence. Like they don't generally do that, but they they may have to just try and speed up this process. Mm-hmm. It was it was fun. It was really well put together. Like, I think they they did a great job of you know not not oversaturating it with a bunch of stuff, and there wasn't like a whole lot of fluff or side storylines. And I also like the fact that they didn't. There was like a tiny little hint of romance with Wednesday, but they didn't try to force that, which I feel happens in a lot of shows now where they always have to have like a backup love story somewhere thrown in there. So I like the fact that they were just sticking to the one one goal of figuring out, you know, what creature was creating all these kind of like horrific murders. Yeah, like it, it at times was a bit like cheesy, obviously like teen drama TV series, but mm-hmm. I don't think, yeah, like you said, they never like, lent into that too hard and made that the main focus like it was always the murder mystery with the the Adams family spin on it mm-hmm. and as I mentioned earlier this has performed incredibly well since the release uh, have you seen any of the the stats and facts and figures about how well this has done um the only thing I saw was that it either was close to or it did surpass stranger things it did for the most watched show on Netflix now? Or most watched English language series on Netflix. English show. There we go, yeah. Yeah, that's the only thing I saw, though. I don't know anything else. In its first week since coming out, has racked up 341.2 million watch hours. That's a lot. Making it the, making it the number one show in 83 different countries, which is huge. That's impressive. So, like you said, surpassed the record set by Stranger Things. Season four, which was three hundred and thirty-five point zero one million hours, so beat that by just over six million hours, but still a distant second to the most watched series on Netflix, which is Squid Game. Oh, okay, 
Okay. Which had 571.8 million watch hours. Yeah, that show was all over the place for a long time. It was one of those shows that took a long time to catch up in certain spots, but after you started watching it, it came on hard and you didn't stop. So I can see where that's top notch and top of the line. <laughs> I think Wednesday could sort of over time like get to that sort of level mm -hmm. because it is going to appeal to younger audiences as well as like older audiences that have that like nostalgia for the Adams family. Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, Squid Game was just one of those phenomenons that like everybody was interested in that. Like it was crazy, wacky out there, but it was still yeah grounded enough where everyone was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And then by the end of that first episode, everyone was like, okay, I'm in. This is, this is insane. Yeah. I put that show off for months and then I finally got around to watching it and I binged that I think in like two or three days and I just, I couldn't stop. It was crazy because the concept was so unique for that show. But, you know, I feel like there's a lot of good potential with, with Wednesday. So I'm optimistic that it will probably perform well and it'll probably be one of those shows that just, uh, it, it continues to have a really high rating. Yeah. After clocking in 340 million hours in a week, I feel like Netflix would be crazy to cancel this now. They mm -hmm. should at least give it a second, if not a third season as well, and just sort of see see if they can like keep that momentum rolling. But I know Netflix do have that weird like policy where they <clears throat> cancel shows after three seasons because then the, the budgets balloon and the shows become less profitable than what they were because they're spending more money, but they're still only making the same amount of viewership. Yeah, I hope that that doesn't happen. I don't see that happening with this show just because even though it was filmed um, over in Romania, I don't feel like there was a ton of, you know, like special effects that went into it that would have costed a lot of extra money. Oh no, the monster would have been expensive. The monster would have been expensive, but um, they didn't at least have to do a whole lot with, you know, the majority of the cast and things like that. Just like you said, when Thing was an actual person versus having to use CG for him. So I feel like they were smart with what they what they used it on and what they used their budget for. And like the cast too, like I imagine majority of the the budget would have been Jenna, Catherine, uh, Gwendolyn, and Christina Ritchie. Everyone else was kind of Absolutely. unknowns. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. Uh, and then in closing, did you notice in the title for every episode as well, there's a word that is consistent in every episode? Yeah, it says whoa. Yeah, some some form of woe in every episode. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, I questioned that, and my mom questioned that. She goes, why does it always say whoa? That makes make no sense. I don't know. I guess just because it's, like, meant to be this, like, dark, dour, creepy show. Yeah, but it was fun. It was, that was a really fun thing. There was lots of, yeah, lots of cool little puns for the titles just with woe in it, which was very fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's that's Wednesday. Absolutely loved it. Definitely check it out if you haven't. Anything else that you've been watching, excited to sort of look towards in the next few weeks? Um, I finished 1899, that new show that came out from the creators of Dart. Okay, yeah, another creepy one. Yep, that was really fun. Um, I gotta go watch Andor because you won't leave me alone about it. So that'll be done before Christmas. What can I say? I just got a bunch of stuff going on, you know? New job. I don't have time to, you know all that fun stuff <laughs> yeah that's true and uh we've little teaser we've got the 
Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special episode coming up in a couple of weeks, so stay tuned for that one. Yes, I just watched that the other day, so I'm excited. Alrighty, that's everything. Thank you everyone for listening to the commentary booth. If you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. You can also get the episodes early on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash media. You can follow Karina on Instagram at Miss Karina Renee. And you can follow me on social media at Media and at Pario Magazine. The Commentary Booth is a fan-funded production of Jamie Apps Media. You can support the podcast alongside our magazine, Pario Magazine, on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Media. The following people supported at the community support group level or higher, and you cannot fathom how incredibly appreciative we are for their support. Brian and June Hart, Blake Robinson, Rena Renee, Courtney Paulson, Darren Hatcliffe, Jackson Carr, and Tracy Epps.